the potential to appreciate as this line of flipping and rehabs as a revival, the whole kind of area is getting revitalized, that it may take a number of years. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, got two questions for you. And this is for my fix and flippers out there. One, are your financing costs eating away at your bottom line? And two, are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by reducing your loan payments to the bank or private lender? Of course you are, right? You're always looking to maximize the potential of your deal. So here's a solution. We got a solution for you through the crowdfunding platform, Patch of Land. If you're a loyal best ever listener, you know Patch of Land. They've been on the show many times. They've sponsored the show many times. They're back for more because they love you. They want to help you out. They want to add value to your life. And here's how they're going to do it. They have a solution to your financing issue of financing costs eating away from your bottom line. And they want to help you reduce your loan payment to the bank. So here we go. Patch of Land offers a fix and flip loan program that only charges interest on the funds that have been dispersed as opposed to the traditional model of lenders charging interest on the whole loan amount at the beginning. You save a lot of money this way, and it can be misleading when you get your terms quoted to you by the lender at a particular rate if they charge all the interest up front versus upon distribution. Patch of Land's got a document that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper to educate yourself on questions you should ask the lender. Regardless if you go with Patch of Land, you've got to get this document to educate yourself on the questions to ask your lender to make sure you're getting the best financing terms. The document's at patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. That's patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Patch of Land, they can close in as little as seven days and they can help you through this program save thousands of dollars on your deals, make more money, and uh, have a better business and grow your fix and flip business. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today. Joe England, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Yeah, nice to have you on the show. And first off, thank you for your service. I know you are active in the Army, so appreciate everything that you and your colleagues do for our country. Appreciate that. And then in addition and more relevant to our podcast, you are an active real estate investor. And he has been a property manager for all of his properties and accomplished this while maintaining his full-time position in the Army and deploying overseas. He purchased his first investment property in Baltimore in June of 2015, and now he's done over 20 deals, 16 buy-and-hold properties, four rehabs in various stages. He specializes in rehabbing very distressed properties. I'm looking forward to hearing some of these stories, and he's based in Baltimore. So that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? So I started out buying three rental properties. One needed about 15 grand worth of work, but I did it myself. I've had a little bit of background as a carpenter's apprentice when I was in college and a whole lot of YouTube videos went into that project. (laughs) Uh, The second house was actually a turnkey that we got for a pretty decentable price. I think I bought it for a hundred and then it rents for 1500. And then the third one I actually found on Craigslist. And it was my first venture into 
the lower income neighborhoods in Baltimore. And it was already rehab. So this is technically a turnkey at 35000 mm-hmm. And that one rents for 1000 a month. My eyeballs just went out of their socket with that. Holy cow. Yeah. That actually specific area sort of kind of lucked out because like some of these areas, it's really block to block. So we found this really kind of like diamond in the rough, if you will. Found this house, worked out really well, but this the whole area, like probably a good like five, six block radius, like just really quiet, really nice, and in kind of one of the not the greatest parts of town. So when other houses started coming up in that area, started buying more of them. I bought a couple of them for nine grand. Hmm. And would average putting between purchase and rehab, I was averaging between thirty and forty with these houses. Uh-huh. And almost all of them they rent for anywhere between 900 to we actually have one that runs for 1250 just one block over those are incredible cash on cash returns on the all in 30k renting between 900 and 1250 i want to talk about that but first i want to take a step back you said you started out buying three properties was that at once they were within a two month process so me with the partner that I had who initially started with, I had recently re-enlisted. I had a bunch of money and had knew what I wanted to do with it. So we did conventional loans on the first two, typical like 20%. They were in my name. And then what we had left it was enough to buy the $35,000 house. Just it's pretty much how I had the cash. Minus some emergency reserves that I set aside was pretty much out of cash at that point. <laughs> and then that was the summer of 2015. And then right around January, or probably the month before, I, I decided that I wanted to get into rehabs. The one house, I did do the rehab, but I did it myself. But obviously, I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to hire contractors. And then I had a mentor who was a big house flipper and kind of used him as my mentor and then he helped me along. But he, at this point he was living here, but he's also in the army and he had moved out of state. So he helped me in a lot of different ways, helping me up with some of his private investors. But I purchased my first rental rehab in mm-hmm. January of 2016. And then uh, from there, I went on to do over 20 properties in 2016. And that very first house was sort of like the catalyst that has turned into what my business is now, which is specialized in rental rehabs with, of course, the occasional flip sprinkled in there. Mm -hmm. And when you do the rehabs on these rentals, are they for your own portfolio or are you looking to sell some and then use that money to buy stuff for your own portfolio? The rental rehabs, the goal is for my own portfolio. Mm -hmm. I have actually recently started looking into selling a few of them, sort of doing a little bit of a like a turnkey business because I know there are investors out there who are looking for yeah, a rental that's already done. It's got a tenant in it and it's already got property management in it. And I'm setting up kind of like that is sort of like a new wing of my operations. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they are all from my own portfolio. Okay. The mentor who is in the army and was a house flipper and helped you learn the ropes on the rehabs. I'm assuming, but I want to verify this, that you met him by just being in the army and you just came across him that way. Yes. His name is actually Ben Smith. 
we came to the same unit that works in the Baltimore, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. We instantly got along, and I just knew that he was a guy who had, as he moved around from station to station, he would buy a new house in every area. And then once he moved, he would rent it out. And then I think by the time that I met him, he had like seven houses. <laughs> but a few years later, he decided to leave and head off to the next assignment. And when he did that, he decided that he was going to start flipping. And it turned out he was really good at it. And after three years, he was probably one of the most well-known flippers in Baltimore mm-hmm. in just such a short time. And his advice, influence, and uh, has been instrumental into my business. And it's honestly a success. So what is what is where I am without him? What are some principles or tactical things, however you want to approach this, that you learned from him that you applied towards your business that has helped you be successful in your rehabs? I remember one of the first quotes that he ever kind of gave to me was when in regards to making offers. I remember when I was making my first offer and he, he asked me, So how do you feel about your offer? He's like, Oh, I feel pretty good. He's like, Do you feel embarrassed by it? He's like no. And he's like, well, it's too low. If you're not embarrassed by your offer, it's too high. Mm-hmm. So always go lower. So I started out adopting this principle of putting out these embarrassing low offers. And most of them would get rejected. But occasionally, and it would happen, occasionally SOMAC would come back and say yes. And then I suddenly got a property that was anywhere from 20 to 30% under market value for whatever reason, you just never know. And just that's kind of how I go as far as my strategy when it comes to finding properties that are listed. I just see a property I have online, look at it, kind of do the numbers real quick, and then just send out these pretty embarrassing low offers. Mm. And that's how I found a majority of my houses. Just online listings, sending embarrassing low offers, and it's a volume game, right? Yeah. And I know that other places, this isn't really as much of a viable option, but one of the things that helps me is the fact that it is Baltimore City. And people are generally, for lack of a better word, afraid to do business in the city for a number of reasons. We have its reputation for crime, the tenant-friendly laws, the high utility bills. Just dealing with the city and any type of its public work is pretty much a nightmare. But because of that, we have less competition. And then I know all the majority of the areas in Baltimore because I drive through them. I know them and I actually I walk all of them. So I can spot areas that other people wouldn't to find these diamonds and these roughs. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about where the areas are in Baltimore that you see as good investment opportunities. This has actually changed, I would say, in the in the year, year and a half since I started. So when I first started the actual rehabbing portion of the business, my main focus was an area known as Lock Raven. And it's sort of like a middle income, kind of like blue collar working community just south of Housing University. And what was really nice about this area, the houses would, the ARBs were around 150,000, but we were able to get distressed homes between fifty and sixty-five thousand dollars, and they usually needed anywhere from thirty to forty to put into it. The margins were there, but one of the great things about this community is there were houses on Zillow that weren't being purchased. So, unfortunately, 
that neighborhood is now completely saturated as far as investors go. And I can't find a distressed property there that doesn't get swooped up by another investor. And a lot of them are new investors who are just trying to make the numbers work. And I'm getting outbid on properties. I'll put in an offer. Usually I don't go any higher than 70 in this area. And then I will get outbid. And then I'll find out that the house got purchased for like $87,000. That's just ridiculous. So to keep going, I've sort of, and I think this has a lot to do with the market as the height of the real estate market continues to raise to get these people who are really excited about investing and everybody wants to get into it and you have a lot of competition, but most people will go to these, what could be considered safe areas. And Lock Raven, as far as Baltimore goes, is considered a safe area. It got really hard to find distressed properties and not get outbid by them. So I started looking in sort of what I kind of like to think are some more like the fringe areas where, example, there's an area in Baltimore and it's called Kicktown. Well, Pigtown has been known pig, as this up and coming area. No, pig is in like pig. Uh, like bacon. Got point. it. Pigtown. Okay. Yeah, pig, yeah, Pigtown. Yeah. So it's How an endearing. area, and it's just actually it's actually just next to all the stadiums in Baltimore, just west of it, and it's been an up and coming town for the last ten years, or that's what they've been saying. And when I first got into it, one of the things that you always hear in Baltimore is, "Oh, you should invest in Pigtown. It's up and coming." And when I remember first going over there in the summer of 2015 and saw Pigtown for myself, I was like, well, this is not up and coming, you know? <laughs> well, I just happened to go by there last year as I noticed that it was getting harder and harder to find properties in Lock Raven. And that I noticed that there was, had been a lot more rehabs and a lot more revitalization of that area. So I was like, okay, well, things are starting to pick up here. So I started purchasing houses in that area and there are... If you imagine a line of houses that are getting flipped, and after six months to a year, that line moves a few few blocks over. Well, I've essentially bought houses in preparation a few blocks down from where the houses are being rehabbed. But because people are so, rightfully so, with block-to-block analysis, a lot of people won't go that extra few blocks. But I first make sure that they work as a rental. So just in case that those property values don't necessarily will go up in five years, but they work as rentals. But at the chance that they do, these properties have the potential in five to 10 years to be worth $100,000 more than they are now. Mm-hmm. So that's another let's, strategy I've adopted as a rental rehab. Let's dig into that part a little bit because it's really relevant for most of the best ever listeners because when we have a submarket that we really like and then all of a sudden, bam, it gets real hot and now we can't find any deals, we've got to pivot and find the next sub-market that we like. So I want to dig in here a little bit into Pigtown, and I want to learn more and understand more about how you identified this as the area. And let me know if there's additional things. First, I heard that you had heard for a little while that that was an upcoming area, and when you first saw it, it was not, at least according to you, and now it is. Secondly, you saw that there were already rehabs and revitalization happening in the area. Are there any more granular details or metrics or something that you can talk to us about 
for how you decided that this is the new submarket that you're in? This is just one of the submarkets today, but I, I think this is probably the best example of this strategy is in Pigtown. But when I first looked at it back in the summer of 2016, this would be easier if I had shown it on a map. But just east, there's this large road that goes down this part of Baltimore where all the stadiums are, and it's known as Martin Luther King Boulevard. And everything west of Martin Luther King Boulevard is known as West Baltimore. And of all the parts of Baltimore, West Baltimore is known to have the worst reputation. And Pigtown sits right there on the edge of Martin Luther King Boulevard. But the thing that Pigtown has in its favor is it's right next to the University of Maryland Medical Center. And one of the things that Baltimore is known for, and this is actually goes back to how I pick areas, is there are hospitals everywhere in Baltimore, you know, with John Hopkins and all these different satellite campuses. Well, Pigtown is one of those that's right next to the university. So if you were to revitalize these areas and do these houses, that these doctors, nurses, people who work at these hospitals would like to stay there because it's a good location near the hospital. You're right next to the stadiums. You're a short Uber ride from any other, the nicer parts in Baltimore. So when we first looked, there was maybe like one or two getting flipped and they were not that far from this particular road. But when I came back a year later, there had been maybe 30 to 40 rehabs in that area. And it was slowly moving westward away from the road to sort of uh, revitalize the rest of Pigtown. And it's been slowly moving farther west and southwest, if you will, because that's the shape of Pigtown is at least Martin Luther King mm -hmm. Drive. So when I looked at it, it was hard to find properties that were right around where everybody was flipping for there were a lot of competition. So I started looking a few blocks down and there were a lot of houses that were either in decent condition or they were distressed but didn't necessarily need a full gut. Mm -hmm. But based on the rents, I could get a house, buy it, rehab it between 60 and 70, and they would rent for 1200 or 1100 Not as good as some of the profit margins that I get in some of the lower income areas, but the houses, lower income areas, and it's just to label one of the areas, it's known as Biddle Street is where I have a bunch of those houses. So Pigtown has the potential of appreciating these houses that have the potential to appreciate, but the Biddle Street houses don't. I even had them appraised last year when I was doing a portfolio loan. The houses in Biddle Street would come out to about $35,000, mm -hmm. but it didn't really matter because I own them outright and each one makes eleven dollars to $1,200 in rent. So going back to Pigtown, these houses made sense as far as rent goes, but with the also the potential to appreciate as this line of flipping and rehabs as a revival, the whole kind of area is getting revitalized, that it may take a number of years, but I think in five to 10 years that it's possible that these houses will be worth fifty to $100,000 more because of how you looked at the history of how Baltimore revitalizes some of its areas. And that's usually what happens. And the property values will definitely go up. But in the fact that it just so it doesn't, because I don't bet on that as a strategy. I don't put all my eggs on one basket. It first has to work as a rental. So if it never appreciated and stays at the exact value, that it still makes a good investment property. But for me, that's just like kind of like icing on the cake is the fact that it could possibly be worth fifty dollars to $100,000 mm. in uh, a number of years. That's great. Thank you for walking us through that. And that's relevant for 
a lot of the best ever listeners, myself included, as we find the submarket we like and then it gets too hot and we've got to identify another submarket or submarkets. Based on your experience as a real estate investor, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? It was kind of like a combination between my mentor, Ben Smith, and I would say reading Grant Cardone's The 10X Rule. Because I remember going to visit my buddy, Ben, for the first time when we were sitting down to talk about real estate for the very first time. And I went down to his basement, and that's where his office was. And I sat down there with him, like pulled up, and he had a a multi-monitor set up, and he's like multitasking, going through all this stuff. And he just kind of made a mention. He's like, you know, when I get off work, he's like, this is what I do. I just come down here. He's like, I love it. And he even mentioned that he's like, it's a borderline obsession. Uh-huh. And then going back to it and listening to Grant Cardone's book, The 10X Rule, massive action, you get those massive results. But really, it comes down to having an obsession for this because if you're not obsessed with it, it's hard to explain. But my you get burned out with this, yeah, you get burned out. But if you are obsessed with it, you just go at it. I come home every single day, and there's a lot of other things that I could be doing. But I get down, I come back, I sit down on the computer and I start going through the listings Mm -hmm. and I start sending out emails and I start sending out offers and much to the dismay of my real estate agent, I do this on a daily basis. Sometimes she'll get hit with five to 10 offers that she has to do every single day. Mm -hmm. Are you single? I am. I was going to ask how your significant other appreciated your obsession and how you navigated that, but it's a (laughs) non-factor. Well, I would say before that, I would if you call it different things, a socialite. You know, somebody who would always go out, go to the bars, go to the clubs. I definitely had a very robust social life. And then once I started real estate, that all went out the window. And looking back at it, I could care less because I look at what I'm doing is I'm building a future for myself and hopefully a future family, but also for the things that I want to accomplish in life to help other people. One of the dreams that I have is to take a group of people over to Africa where I've deployed a lot and help with a lot of situations over there that could definitely help more areas that have been affected like poverty and lack of food shortage because of warlords taking food and using it as power and kind of stuff like that. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was going out on the town and drinking and all that stuff like that, it wasn't taking a single step forward to any of that nothing future in my life, dreams or anything like that. So that's why I would say it was the biggest change in my life once I started this venture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you're doing now has staying power for now and for your future and everyone else's around you with the ripple effect. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan, and conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at the REI Best ever book you've read? 
This is really hard. I would have to say it's between Grant Cardone's 10X rule and actually Elon Musk's autobiography. Ah, all right. I'll check out Elon's. I haven't read Grant's, but I get the gist of it just through me studying him, and I've interviewed him on the show and some things. But I really love studying Elon, so I'll, I'll check that out. What's the best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal I've ever done. That could be like a multi-prong answer. Just give me one. I would say the easiest, a wholesale deal where I made 12 grand and I felt like I put an hour and a half work into it. That's a very good return, even better than lawyers and doctors. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? I would say I always try to keep, obviously, emotion out of it. But sometimes there has been one or two deal where I feel like one specifically that I raised up in price to get the deal. And uh, I definitely regretted it later on. Still made money, but I cut it close as far as it ended up being a flip. And after that, I just stick to the numbers. It sucks, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be another house. That's one of the great things about real estate is houses are constantly depreciating. Whatever rehab has been done, whatever HVAC system you put in, it's on its way out every single day. And it's going to be even new rehabs will need to be rehabbed in 10 to 20 years. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? You can reach me at my email. I'm actually currently setting up my website right now. But for right now, the best way to reach me is through email, which is JDE, which is the initials Joseph Daniel England, at bikingpropertysolutions.net. And solutions is plural. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about how you've been able to grow your real estate business from when you first got started right out of the gate really quickly on those first three deals to now rehabbing properties and perhaps eventually developing a turnkey model as well along the way, but then really growing your own portfolio. And the macro lesson for all of our listeners is how to find a new sub-market when yours gets too hot and yours initially was Lock Raven, or at least one of them you had a lot of properties in, and then you had to find a new one. So you looked at Path of Progress, you looked to see where are rehabs happening and an area that's being revitalized, plus has some consistent job presence in the Maryland Medical Center. So the takeaway would be to look for hospitals, look for other medical offices, and then also having a lot of convenience factor, in this case, close to the stadiums. And then lastly, just buying for cash flow and making sure that the property works as a rental. Although I said lastly, that's really the top priority is buying for cash flow, making sure it works as a rental. And then if you get appreciation on top of that, as you said, that's icing on the cake. Exactly. Well, thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. Thank you for your service again, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast, where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at the REI Foundation dot com.